almost lost my headphones. <laughs> They're not yours. You didn't bring yours. Haha. <laughs> <Me neither. laughs> Can I see that real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, here, here. Dave? The ceremonial passing of the, the passing air horn. Of the air horn. <laughs> um, this will mean nothing to anyone in podcast land. Slow down, album. So what we just did there is we passed around Hagen's phone because we are all fully vaccinated. Two weeks out, as the CDC tells us to be, and we are in a room together. Hey, hey. It's exciting. It's a small room, but we're in a room together. Yep, it is. the studio. This is the studio. <laughs> it's going to get warm in here. I'm definitely... Uh, it's already warm yeah, in here. Yeah, I was going to say, it already is. I don't yeah. know if we're in the same room now. <laughs> yeah, when dressing up for this, I thought about wearing a long sleeve, but then very quickly decided, nope, that's going to be a bad idea because I'm going to get nervous or hot. and uh, Or both. It's also getting warm outside, and uh, for anybody who doesn't know this about Adam... Uh, he's like our Punxsutawney Phil for summer. Uh, whenever you see Adam wearing cargo shorts and sandals, you know it's hot outside. He doesn't do the cargo shorts. Cargo he shorts. just he, they yeah. they just look like they would be cargo shorts because they're like <laughs> they longer pockets, and the color of cargo shorts, but they lack the they lack the pockets exactly. Yeah. But Adam right now is wearing jeans because it's like sixty five outside. All the style and none of the utility. <laughs> you know what's really cool about this, guys, is that we can talk over each other again. That's the best part about this is that we can now just interrupt Jackson all the time. I don't think we should have ever been doing that. But uh, while we're at the fashion check, I did wear my uh, cat vest, as I thought we were all doing. Dave brought his, what I assume is cryptocurrency. What is this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Yep. My Doja coins. Cool. Did you say oh, Doja? Yeah, or Doja Doge? Cat. Doja coins? His Doja know. Cats. Well, one of those would make you a millionaire today, but not not the first one. <laughs> if you, we're doing great. If you had a Doja Cat coin, you'd be a millionaire, I guess. No, no. Dogecoin is like oh, up a ton today. Yeah, Doja. Crashed, yeah, okay, uh, yes. Crash the yes. internet. So, yes, that's true. As we record, you know, it was, we're a financial podcast. Yep, yep. The really important stuff. <laughs> the really important stuff. So I think it's uh, I think it's really great that we're all in the room, but I get to finally ask everybody to their faces, how are you doing? Why did everyone look at me except for Adam? I looked at you, to be fair. Yeah, so did Dave. So did I. <laughs> I guess I should I was kind of, Adam, how you doing? I'm good. Yeah? I'm good. Yeah? It's weird being uh, in person, doing stuff. Happy uh, six-month anniversary of uh, being married. Yeah. We actually got to go to a restaurant and, and eat in person at a restaurant, which is weird also. I just touched Adam. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a weird episode. This is going to be such a weird episode. I did think about doing a bit of like when we started recording, doing like a ceremonial, like, oh, let's all hug. But I think Higgin knew I was going to do that. I don't know if that would come across in the Put recording. a table just straight in the middle. <laughs> yeah, there's well, a table. We also needed the table to hold two bottles of whiskey and a bunch of beer. So. <laughs> And like extra sound stuff, like just in case something yeah, goes wrong, because I'm really, I'm really nervous about it. I want it to go right. I want it to go just right. It's yeah, already getting warm in here. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Yeah. I posted uh, a May the Fourth uh, because that's when we're recording this. Uh, I posted a post today on Instagram and uh, decided. You. I decided I cannot say May the Fourth be with you because I just don't want to do that. So I decided, okay, I'm just going to write the first caption that comes to mind, and I just put. I still believe, or I still am determined that I'm going to be in a ska band one day. So there's that. May the 4th be with you. (laughs) Okay, so for the first hour of my day, I forgot that it was May 4th. And I was like, did somebody from Star Wars die? Like, why is there so much fucking Star Wars shit going on right now? 
It was like, no, yeah, it's May the fourth. Yeah, it's uh, it, it, today is is my my fiance's anniversary of of six years. Ooh, man, that was, I was so close. I was about to shit talk May the 4th, and then you said that, and I was like, wow, dodged a bullet. You can shit talk May the 4th. It's not like it's not like we intentionally made May the 4th our anniversary. Or yeah, anything. Was that wasn't like, intentional on, or not. Hold on no, a second. No, that wasn't a plan. It's very fitting for y'all, though. It I, is. I think both of y'all forgot and then just decided, why not May the 4th? Yeah, it no. works out, though. No, 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 no. I, I, okay, kind of. We, we had like a weird, I don't, why am I doing this? Uh, <laughs> this is the the new podcast. We had it? like a we had like a weird thing where we weren't sure like what was our actual anniversary and it was around this date. So I was like, can it just be? That's the same with me and my significant other. And here's a, another funny story that we share: is I used to live in this apartment complex that your significant right. other lived in. And what would happen is Hagen and my significant other after. Uh, a raunchy night of just uh, hanging out, being pals. Uh, they would they would see each other walking in the parking lot and just kind of nod their heads to each other. She still tells me about that. She said, "Man, that's that was kind of fun that I would just see Hagen across the parking lot, leaving at the same time as me." <laughs> that's a good story. That oh. one's for Hagen's mom. None of us talked over each other. That was great. Back. It's good to be back. Dave, how are you? I'm warm now. Uh, no, I'm good. And how are you, Hagen? I'm. I'm uh, honestly, uh, I have not felt as strange as I have in the past like week or so, like than I have like this week because of just being around people and like going out and like going to it. Like we went to a restaurant on Friday. I like, I, I had a gig on Saturday that I felt really comfortable like doing things at. And so, I mean like this is like, it's weird to continue to be safe, but also feel like I can be places and not feel like I'm going to die. Yeah. We had our, we had some of our family, you and I played a gig together two weekends ago. And we had some of our family come and hang out. And it was yeah. super weird. Yeah. It was very strange. <laughs> yeah. So it's good. It turns to... out a whole year of not doing stuff makes it feel weird. Yeah. It turns out there's a lot of just like crazy mental uh, like things that are going to happen after a whole year of just staying inside. Who would have thought? Yeah. I had my first like vaccinated weekend of gigs. And on the drive home, I started to feel sad because I was like, this feels weird. Like, a year of doing nothing and being safe and being very careful with my interactions with people all of a sudden it's done and i'm just back to regular gigging if there yeah. you know not that i expected some ceremony and like cut a ribbon oh there wasn't like a gradual yeah change it was just it. like all right two weeks vaccinated full week into gigs here we go and i felt tired and i was like this is weird and for the rest of that evening i felt really sad <laughs> You just felt sad because you were just like, where was that fucking ribbon, man? Where was the ribbon cutting ceremony for me being back? What the I, fuck? It also could have been that I was listening to the Nathaniel Rateliff record. That'll do I it. Was like, that, oh, that could do it. God, I feel so sad right now. And my <laughs> wife is like, are you okay? And I was like, no. But I can't tell you why. I just did the thing I love a lot this weekend, and I feel really sad. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, we're all happy to be here. Uh, I got some... I'll just rapid fire this news and uh, I'll stop to look around. Don't have to worry about any latency. We'll see if anybody has something to say about it and then we'll get into what we're going to talk about. Um, 
Billie Eilish finally announced her uh, very much anticipated second record. Any thoughts on that? She released a new song. I listened to the single and I was like, damn, this is this is really good. I want to hear it in headphones. I watched it on TV. But um, I also thought this kind of just sounds like a continuation of the last record. And I felt conflicted because I, I don't know what I expected. Yeah, it doesn't feel different enough it, to what I expected, at least. If you look at the track list, I think it's like 16 songs. I was like, holy shit, that's long. And my partner was like, her first album was long. I was like, no, it wasn't. And then I looked at the track list, and it was the same thing, where it's like, they're all short songs that are like yeah. two minutes, but this is long. I like the song. Uh, it, it's very in my wheelhouse of like, I kind of like that sad acoustic. So it was nice hearing that. Did you have any thoughts, Hagen? Uh, I'm I, I I just can't uh, stop looking at all the pic- at the pictures. She is just like she's a she's a fucking knockout. I really at, didn't even want to talk about. Why that. not? Because I feel like, and here's the thing: she's a beautiful woman. I get it, but I think whenever I, I remember very vividly the day that people realized, oh, she's turning 18 soon, and it was during oh. Jimmy Kimmel did an interview with her and said, oh, your 18th birthday is coming up soon. I was like, God, fuck you, Jimmy Kimmel. Stupid question. Now people are allowed to say things. And that's, it just, it still feels grimy. It's like uh, the girls who grew up uh, in uh, Game of Thrones, watching them go from like kids in a show to like having a sex scene in the last uh, uh, season. It felt weird, like, you know, a sibling kind of thing. I think, I think that that totally makes sense. I I, just, the first time that I saw the picture, I was like jaw dropped. Like this transformation is insane. Like this, this is, this is so amazing for her to do this sort of thing. Like she can do what that, that is sort of proof of like, she can do whatever she wants. If she, if she couldn't already, I mean, look at this, she can, she can do whatever the fuck she wants. And, And she also, you know, she definitely anticipated it and was like already ready to be like, fuck you people. Yeah. yeah. Like Every... I'm expressing myself and doing whatever I want. And, you know, again, kudos right. to her. She can do whatever she wants. Yeah. Every shitty comment you can imagine people were making and she was already like prepared for on Instagram. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's very much like the little Nas X thing where it's like he knew that what yeah. when he was releasing that song, Montero, that shit was going to happen. Of course, you cross your fingers and it won't. But he was ready. And I, I think it's a similar thing for her. I mean, we've talked about this before too, but these these young this younger generation of of famous artists they're so prepared for this, and they even as young as they are, they're very charismatic with their responses, and it actually helps them with their headlines. But it doesn't feel like publicity stunts. No, yeah, it not feels at all. Genuine for the most part. Yeah, like, they're just expressing themselves. Right. So I, I was also like, on how long the record is, I was thinking. Because we, we had asked or wondered if those singles that she had released would be on the record. And for the most part, they are. Yeah. And it's like, at first I was like, oh, wow, they're there. And then I was like, oh, there's like 19 well, tracks like or something. That's like the normal yeah. thing to do, too. Like, right. It, it was going to be weird if they weren't on there. But it's it kind of seemed like she was releasing them as singles in yeah. the interim of album cycles. Yeah. So the album comes out July 30th. July 30th of this year uh <laughs> july <laughs> looking forward to it i'm sure we'll talk about it when it comes out um no need to talk about the other singles until it comes out but uh mm. other than that I, I did see this i don't really think it's in our uh realm but i thought it was interesting you guys know the band no effects the mm-hmm. punk band mm-hmm. one of those formative bands uh 
from 90s punk and you know they're still going strong uh but their singer fat mike is one of those dudes who's just like known to be unapologetic and just be very uh stereotypical punk uh and apparently they dropped off of uh punk rock bowling uh it's something like that but it's a las vegas music festival and uh the reason why they dropped off uh, was in 2019 or 2018 they played and this was right after that Las Vegas shooting and Fat Mike said hey at least uh, it was country fans I mean at least it wasn't punk rock fans and naturally people were upset and you know they apologized for it and then when they were supposed to play for this uh, upcoming festival the festival got a lot of you know not i don't think threats or anything but a lot of like hate mail saying like this is really shitty you shouldn't have them so they dropped off yeah I'm, that's that's fair yeah i'm not shocked by it uh he's one of those guys there's a infamous video of him uh kicking one of his fans in the face uh really josh homming one of his fans yeah josh <laughs> yeah, i fucking wish i think we should put those two in a room and just have them kick each other in the face oh my god <laughs> they probably would enjoy that no oh, they would yeah i think that you know People should evolve. He did grow up in the punk ethos. But part of being punk is also being very accepting of everything that's going on and being, you know, fighting the status quo while also loving everybody. What's that Dead Kennedys song? It's like, fuck off Nazi punks. So, yeah. 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 But the the issue is, is that like a lot of punks will use that, like the, 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 the fact that punks have used swastikas as like a logo before and so like there's this weird divide where punk came from this place of like almost like love everybody fuck the world um but then like people always decide to fuck it up somehow other people decide to fuck it up i even saw some some tweet yesterday that was like uh punk rock can never be born in this sort of like pc culture i'm like fuck you dude like idols is the perfect example of a punk rock band that exists in fucking pc this quote-unquote pc culture i was gonna say have you ever heard tramp stamps Uh, (laughs) come on bro (laughs) what a perfect way to move on so this next this next thing is kind of a double header so the grammys announced that they are no longer going to be uh, doing their voting by committee. So apparently, I don't understand this really well because I just didn't give a shit enough to actually read into it. But apparently, the way they used to do it is they would vote by committee. So if you're on the committee who does the best rap album, you guys who are on that committee vote which albums get into the category. But now they're going to do it in a general, like, okay, well, here are all the people who are a part of the academy. I think we all, the recording academy? Who knows? Yeah, probably. But they uh, basically, let's say that's 100 people. Uh, it's now going to be everyone votes for every category, which could be cool. But also, like, that you have could, the rap subcommittee yeah. voting for the jazz category, maybe? That could also be bad, because that could lead to, like, how with the, the Oscars, like, people vote who have no interest or anything in animated movies, and they just go, hey, I have a kid. What what movie did you watch this year? Which one was your favorite? Oh, right. the Pixar one? Because that's the one that everybody saw? All right, cool, great. Yeah, that's my first thought was that that's less gatekeeping, where there's a broader vote coming from more people, but at the same time, like... There's less, like, expertise about it. People who are in the country scene who are, like, hardcore country artists should not vote on rap stuff. Yeah, I, I, I would honestly say that I think that like if it's done right then this would be great um like if everybody actually spent the time to to listen to everything and do like their homework and what whatnot but i think 
I, I don't know that that to me just kind of seems like yeah it's a way to like look like they're doing less gatekeeping but it could also just be like ah whatever just you know just put a vote in here's what i'm hoping so we just had local elections this past weekend and week and all that um i went to vote uh, i voted for what i knew and then there was a an election that came up i had no clue that i was supposed to be voting in and instead of just picking a random name i was like ah oh, that person sounds like they're not a shithead i decided okay i'd rather just not vote because that's irresponsible to just vote for the wrong person uh so maybe in a situation yeah. like this, and obviously I'd, I'd voting, like to, to hope so. But I think you're the exception on that. Yeah, I I also think that like uh, to like maybe go a little too artsy fartsy. Um, I think that it's weird to think about expertise in this sort of thing, right? Because like, is every person voting on every category supposed to be the best of the best of the best of or the most knowledgeable? I mean, if that's the case, then I would argue that some people who have won shouldn't have won stuff, right? Uh, so I, I mean. I think that this maybe gives music a chance to actually be what it is, which is subjective and not objective. It gives it a chance for like a country musician who doesn't know shit about rap to maybe come at it from an open perspective and go, okay, well, let me see if I like this or not. Who knows if that's actually going to happen, but it gives it the opportunity for that sort of thing to happen. Yeah. We're also talking about it without knowing what it takes to be a part of that committee. Right. What it takes to like, what, what are their options in voting? Can they put like, you know, is there an option to be like, I don't know this right. category, so my vote shouldn't count. Which still, but, which still seems like you're you're just you're just like counting yourself out because you are feeling. I guess if you, if you feel uncomfortable, that's fine. But like if you just don't want to do it, then I mean, just try, just try it. Because I think that all all of us sitting right here have found that we didn't think we would like an artist or a kind of music at some point in our life, and then we found that we liked it or that we at least had some kind of positive opinion about it. And I would hope that uh, people who are supposed to be more professional than us or higher up on the fucking food chain and music than us would actually have that opinion as well like oh I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an expert on jazz right i mean i you know correct me if i'm wrong dave i think a lot of jazz artists have like branched out but maybe they haven't branched out to this thing where they have to listen to the pop records or something i mean i mean like rick beato has been doing that where he listens to all the top pop stuff and it's supposed to be like uh, oh look at this old guy listen to new music but it's like he finds cool shit in it Right there, yeah. There are a lot of scholars that know a lot about other kinds of music. Specifically, they're like you know, ninety percent of the time, the top jazz musicians, uh, regardless of race, have a really good understanding of all Black American music, music yeah. that came from you know rock and roll, jazz, hip hop, in some ways country. Like they have a good understanding of all of that, and they're just really well-rounded musicians. I would like to see you know like Questlove on that academy or the recording academy dais what's the word i'm looking for what i don't know <laughs> the group of people that can vote people yeah, yeah, like yeah, quest yeah. love so like now it's going to be everybody right so yeah theoretically that means everybody's going to listen to a lot of music because there's a lot of categories which also seems like it could be a problem right. but maybe people stick to voting in categories they either wanted to listen to everything in or that they know which yeah. could be good. Right. That could be good. So they also added two new categories. Uh, which they didn't have enough. So <laughs> Global music performance and musica urbana album. So those are the two new uh, categories and then also this change in how they're going to be voting. So what do you guys think The weekend thinks of this? 
I think he's upset that they added a third category called weekday. Anybody else? <laughs> I was going to say, I'm guessing that he's upset they didn't add a category for him to win next year. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I'm, I'm guessing Best he's like... Best weekend album. Yeah. <laughs> where's, the, where's my category, bitch? Yeah, he said he's still not going to be uh, submitting his music well, for any consideration. It's fine. Nerds. Yeah, it's fine. He's doing fine without yeah, it. He does, if, he, if he really doesn't need it, then why does he care what they think of it? I'm still going to submit uh, Moniker every year. It yes. doesn't matter. Really? Even yeah. if we haven't released anything. Hell for the weekend yeah. category. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So with that, uh, we'll kind of move into why we're here. I, thought. I have, I, I have. Uh, so I, I mentioned last time that I wanted to do a, a hot goss, but I don't want to do the one that I wanted to do in front of us. You want to do a hot goss? I do want to do a hot in front of you guys. <laughs> I'll see you in the parking lot. The one that I wanted to do, I've decided, is too problematic. Uh oh. And I will simply just mention if you, as a listener, are uh, have have found joy in uh, uh, Chet Hanks's White Boy Summer. Uh, I encourage you to. That's a phrase I don't understand. <laughs> I encourage you to look into it further <laughs> and find out. I'll, I'll I'll briefly explain. Chet Hanks was uh, who's one of Tom Hanks's sons, the bad one. Oh yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. He light bulb. Uh, yeah. So he started a thing called White Boy Summer for this summer, kind of like how two years ago there was like Hot Girl Summer, if you guys remember that. Um, but basically, this is like a, a thing for like the, the if you look at it from like a, a certain perspective, it's like he was trying to get rid of aspects of like frat boy and toxic masculinity, and like he the dress code was like getting rid of like boat shoes and no salmon color, which pissed me off, but I get the point. Um, <laughs> so like he had all these rules to do that, but the weird thing is that like he started off quarantine like posting on these Instagram videos of him like speaking in like a Jamaican accent, which is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Um, he's white, by the way. I mean, yes, like, I, yeah, I think it's like, pretty clear. Like but about he's not like same. Tom Hanks is one. <laughs> so anyway, so any, so anyway, uh, he had this white boy summer thing he was going with. There's a lot of people. He, he all his merch sold out. Uh, the merch. A lot of people look at the merch and they like. I don't know the font because what? I don't know font names. Hold but on. like, what, what was the merch like? Just said white boy summer on it okay that's it but the font was Wait, like you didn't know the font what are we no, no, not no, no, no. john mayer i don't here? I, right. yeah i, <laughs> I don't mayer, know yeah. font names but what but uh, from a lot of people i've heard it describe it as like the got white supremacist font. was it a free font <laughs> you got helvetica you Wingdings. got cambria you got uh times Wingdings. new roman just look at font. it just ever just look Aerial. at it just, just look Acknowledge at it wingdings you guys should pull Comic it up and just Sans. look at it and and tell me wingdings yes Tell me, tell me if you guys think that it looks like kind of like, uh, like the white supremacist font. Like people are looking at it and going, like, this I don't have looks... to look it up. I bet it does. Yeah. Also, what's the white supremacist? Well, font? look it what up is and that? tell the Harley me. Davidson font. Yeah, I was gonna say like the Jesse James, uh, whatever well, his L.A. motorcycle shop is. So, so, okay, so Adam, you look up the white boy summer thing. I'm looking up white supremacist font. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, Doesn't it? Like really shitty free font. Um, you know, old English kind of thing. Yeah, Wait, Tom really saw that and was like, "Oh no, 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 no. It looks like the black metal episode we did. <laughs> Tom Tom Hanks is Tom Hanks's publicist is just like like you will not speak to your son anymore. Like <laughs> he is not allowed. Anyway, I I decided not to go into detail about this on the hot goss because I find this to be incredibly pro problematic and I don't want to give Chet Hanks any more attention than he already has gotten. His merch is sold out. It's super fuck it, fucked up. Uh, it, it, there's there's a song that goes with it. That's why I was going to talk about it. Is because he has a song. The song is basically like you would think he would have like a song and like a music video that like was going with the style, but like he just looks like a frat bro. There's just butts bouncing on his face in the music video. It's really up. He he does the Jamaican accent in the song. It's like 
what the fuck is wrong with this guy? So I'm going to do a lighter hot goss that I actually want us to like talk about. We don't have to talk about it for long because there's not much there. Is it uh, what do you think Dave's background on his phone is? No, it's uh, it's we've we, we've talked about Andrew WK before. We all love Andrew <laughs> WK. It's that Andrew WK is dating Kat Dennings. And I think that's adorable. I thought he was married. Uh, well, they're uh, like, they're posting like makeout pics on Instagram. Ew. Uh, it is ew, but also I was like, oh, that's a great, I love that. Is he wearing the white shirt? Mm-hmm. Wow. So he doesn't have anything else. <laughs> I'm telling you, it, I think that is genius. I know I mentioned this before, but to anybody who glanced over that episode, I think it's genius of him because I think Andrew WK is a really recognizable guy. Un- but if I saw him wearing black in a new music video he did, he wore all black and was playing other instruments in the video. That was his whole thing is he was the whole band. I didn't notice that he was the other bandmates because they weren't wearing the white. And <laughs> I'm telling you, if I was just crossing the street and bumped into him and he was wearing just what I was wearing, I wouldn't know. It is Dave Grohl's tactic. Okay, now you can go back to what you were. Oh, I get it. Wait, I was going to say, do you, do you know what my background is? I do. Okay. Anybody else? I, I didn't see your background. I haven't seen it. Have you changed it? Adam, you can guess it. I haven't changed I it in a year. Okay, cause. I know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> we got a winner. <laughs> it's, it's a Dawes record. He, he, he made that. See it. It's the new one. The yeah. album you, came, oh, you had it as your background before the album came out. Yeah. yeah. I do remember yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I listened to our own podcast, so I, I, I noticed it. <laughs> you know, okay, wait. Just to clarify, Jackson edits Adam... Uh, I do chapters. You do chapters. Yeah. I don't I like do... that. You were just like, Adam. Adam uh... does something. I don't know. <laughs> he, he's the only reason it makes the it, internet. It uploads. It uploads. And it goes to my computer. Yeah. But anyway, I don't do any of that stuff, and I still listen to every episode. Oops. Somebody yeah. pat Dave on the back, literally. <laughs> I'm patting myself on the back with that. Even bringing that up, I'm just like, go I just, me. I, 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 whenever I have listened to us, it's only been like a handful of times. I'm like, oh, this was fun for this one little moment that I'm never, I'm not going to do again for like months. But like, it's fun every once in a while, but it's weird to like, it's I don't a know little why. Weird. I mean, I do listen to it at like two and a half times speed to get through it real quick. <laughs> and I just need to see like where the chapters go. That's got to be weird. I mean, I've gotten used to, you know, how everyone hears their yeah. uh, voice in their head differently. I Since I'm editing us, I like it doesn't sound weird to me anymore. I know this is what my voice sounds like, which has got to be wrong because that's a whole different thing. I think that's like scientific. The way you hear your voice is because right, of you're the supposed way to hear something different. Yeah. So, uh, broken my brain. Uh, so that's cool. But, uh, moving on, I, I, I listen, wait, no, I listen to the interview episodes we do, but that's more for the artists. Cause like when you're in the moment, like for the Fishboy episode, I was yeah, very in the moment point. of yeah. keeping it, uh, going, and I think Dave was as well. So like, it was really nice to like go back and just actually listen to, to and well thought out uh, responses that he gave us. And I, I feel bad now saying yeah, it was that. Almost like he was prepared to be there. Yeah, I feel bad <laughs> saying that. Like <laughs> no, implying I, mean, he, I wasn't. He listening. definitely was prepared to be there. I meant like more than we were prepared for some of the some of our questions. I I, I listened to it to criticize myself. I think Fuck that's good. yeah! To go like, <laughs> all right, you got to stop saying and um. Right, I think that's good. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, it's too late for me. So There's no going back. <laughs> it's never too late. We thought uh, getting together, of course, we're all vaccinated. And it's great to see each other. It's great to see everyone. But uh, we thought this would be a good topic to talk about. Uh, it does seem like the world in somewhat is reopening, especially for musical tours. So we thought and it'd be a, a... I would say a special note to like just in America because other yes. countries are having trouble getting vaccines or having them distributed. So 
Yeah. Not to sound like assholes being like, look, we got everything figured out. We're we all good we now. No, no, we're no, back no, no, normal, but, but, but we don't have it figured out. It was a free for all. Yeah, it was definitely... a fucking free for all. And we were like, give me the vaccine. <laughs> or or don't give me the vaccine. I was gonna say there's there's about forty percent of people yeah, yeah, saying yeah, that. Yeah. So. But but the people that have like like I, I I don't to be I don't want to speak for you guys, but I feel like I was like I was patient up to a point, and then Texas was like, uh, where everything's open, and I was like, nope, give me the fucking vaccine. I'm not waiting anymore. I'm not being patient for someone to go. Okay, it's yeah. your turn. No, nope, give me the fucking thing. There yeah. was a point where I was like, I don't care about anybody else at this point because everybody else has done the whole year without caring about anybody else. So. Yeah. yeah. This is what we do as Americans. We're just done. I'm not going to admit to any of these things you guys just said. <laughs> I was going to say, you got vaccinated first, mother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, if you look on anything like Pitchfork, Rolling Stone, anything, really just if you follow any bands, it seems like a lot of bands are uh, starting to announce their tours, whether it's at the end of this year or the beginning of next year. So it's a good time to just talk about is the world opening up? And I will go ahead and open up with, uh, I think it was an episode or two ago that people were talking about, oh, if we bought tickets to shows and you guys were really excited. And I started pretty skeptical about all this because I, you know, I, I think I'm a little more, not that you guys aren't pessimistic about this, but I'm really pessimistic about, you know, what this is going to look like in the year. But, uh, and then a little band called Idols announced a tour. <laughs> And they're playing two blocks from my house. Just doxed myself. Or, uh, and, yeah, I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> but there, Are tickets th- still on sale? I don't sold know. Out. Okay. Did they? I don't, I don't know. know. I feel like I got to yeah, get bro, up now. You want to so. mosh to some idols right now? So I got uh, tickets immediately. And you know I'm crossing my fingers just so the listeners know. I'm going to try and get them on the show. Who knows? Hell yeah. Since we're going to be so close to my house. Uh, but we'll see. And uh, that's so how, that's how you get them on the show. You'd be like, I, I live close to here. You want to follow hey, me? It, it'll work. We'll have throat coat for your lead singer. <laughs> um, so it's I, a punk band. Yeah, fuck you, Dave. He looks like a responsible gentleman. <laughs> yeah, he does seem how pretty responsible. Like, act like I'm, one. I'm but... gonna, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna like really hard detour us. I texted uh, the rest of these guys. I had a gig at a place in Fort Worth, and I obviously won't give any names, but. Uh, it was an 18 and up show, and one of the bands that was playing at the show, they were super nice kids, but he is drinking a uh, it was a ginger kombucha. And I was like, oh, dude, GT's kombucha. Great kombucha. Love that shit. And My he's... two favorite things, dude. Kombucha and gingers. <laughs> Did you just... GT's kombucha? GT's kombucha is the brand. That's what oh, I drink. That's yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. He says it. Yeah, oh. I didn't, I didn't GT's, that GT's kombucha. So I was like, dude, that's a that's a, amazing. I, I I love GT's. Great brand. Amazing kombucha. Not super into the ginger. Whatever. How, how do you talk to eighteen year olds? I don't know. I'm not on the TikTok. Um. So I say as we found out last week, none of us are. Right. Yeah. So I uh, proceeded to talk to him about it, and he's like, Yeah, I drink it for my voice. And I was like, Oh, that's interesting choice but i mean uh, i mean uh, as far as i know that wouldn't really do much positive for your voice not really negative but not like a good thing then he proceeds to go up and cover nirvana and i was like ooh, so is that what you, is, you're doing it for your voice to do that effect or is it like uh yeah so. the ginger really fucks my throat up. <laughs> yeah also before a show once i was gonna drink kombucha and i'm really particular about what i drink before a show and i said hagan google this for me and you said no, that's like the first thing that came up is don't drink kombucha. Okay, well, so it's bad for that. your vocal cords. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it's like, I, I, I guess it kind of makes sense why it's bad. It doesn't totally, but I mean, it's cold most of the time. It's like moldy. <laughs> it is moldy. <laughs> 100% what it is. But 
what I was going to say is that I was pessimistic at first, and I was like, I really hope these shows happen, and I hope I'm just being a grumpy asshole, but uh, I am now, I am very excited, and I'm obviously a little, uh, you know, hesitant about my excitement. The tickets were 35 bucks, so not a big deal if it falls through, Um, but, you know, I'm, I just, fuck, life has been so rough lately, and I just, like, I know Dave is excited to see Dawes, Mm -hmm. Hagen, you're excited to see Brisson Maroney, Adam... Do you have anything to be excited about? Excited to see Nick Not come yet. out of the cave. Yeah, actually, if they do come back, that would be cool. But they also come to the U.S. like once every seven years, normally, or something like that. Yeah. So Nick in the caves. Yeah. Did I? Did I? Did I? Uh, <laughs> did I tell you guys like why we got tickets to see Briston and where we're seeing? Did I, did I tell you guys that? No. Yeah, you told okay. us. I can't yeah, remember. I couldn't remember. Okay. Podcast, I couldn't remember if I told. Did, 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 did I tell the podcast? Yes, you did. Okay, yeah. I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember because that was like to... a big justification as like a, it's like our honeymoon and it's like our first dance song is is by him. So it's like, that's a really big thing. Are you gonna DM him? And be like, hey, can we dance on stage? Kara doesn't listen in, and she's not listening now. So, uh, yeah. Not nice. dance on stage, but I'm going to ask him to play the song. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm I was joking. That, no, that'll be cool, though. Yeah. Briston doesn't listen to this. There's no way he does, but I have me and him have DM'd multiple times. So, <gasps> um, you know, I feel like I have an in. I've got the in right now. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you know how old I fucking feel right now? <laughs> so when, when is he coming on the show? Oh, I'm not doing that. This I'm, must, <laughs> is this what uh, I was like whenever Phoebe? Wreck, live in action. <laughs> Is this what I was like whenever Phoebe Bridgers shared uh, the show yeah, that one time? Yes. Probably. It's very similar. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to anybody who's still listening from that Phoebe bump. I mean, I think those people do exist. I hope they do. Um, so, the, you know, I've seen so many tours uh, opening back up. Uh, I, there, uh, Adrienne Lanker from Big Thief, she uh, announced a tour up in the Northeast because don't come to the South. Uh and she yeah. is playing in Washington, D.C. I believe it's exactly on my birthday. And I'm debating on buying tickets because I was like, oh, even if it gets canceled, spending the time in the city would be cool. Yeah. I think you just doxed yourself again. <laughs> I don't give a shit if people know when I was born. Yeah, okay. And well, my mother's know, maiden you name. Sure. You'd be like, uh, she's playing on the date that matches my social security number. So. <laughs> I mean, so like, uh, speaking of seeing tours, I saw one today that was announced that it is not a shock. I saw Megadeth announce a tour, and I was like, I'm surprised I'm, that they stopped. I'm I'm surprised it took them this long to announce a tour, and it's I, I saw the lineup, and I'm an, I only remember three names in the lineup, but it was like classic, like mid two thousands, Megadeth, Lamb of God, in in flames. And there's I'm forgetting like two other names. This is one of those like metal tours with five or six bands on it. But I was like, "This is a throwback." And Did if it just wasn't, recycle the set list and like posters. <laughs> Gigantor twenty twenty one. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. I mean, they they like they go. Okay, so we have this one. We can just move that one over there. We already have Megadeth, obviously, and we can move uh, Lamb of God from that year to this new poster now. But yeah, uh, I'm surprised it took them this long to announce it. And also, uh, it's it it looks like a throwback. And if it wasn't for the fact that it was a metal show, and uh, I'm scared of everything still. I would consider going to that just to feel nostalgic, but that sounds like a terrifying show to be at. Yeah. Well, here's the thing is, so you hit on something, the kind of being scared. I'm going to be honest. Once I get to that show in October of idols, um, who knows what the world will look like then we're all crossing our fingers that it will be a, uh, more safe place. People aren't as much of a dick. 
Uh, but we'll just see. But I, I will be honest. There is part of me that is a bit like fearful. I, I still, even though I'm vaccinated and everything, I, if someone were to say, "Hey, do you want to go to a like?" There was a bunch of in Deep Ellum this weekend. I see so many people playing these shows, and they Dude. the Deep Ellum venues are small. And I was just like, "Man, I mean, like, I don't think I, I'm at all comfortable doing that." Uh, Three Links has been like selling out. It's pretty. It's pretty nuts. That's the one I was talking about. So yeah, I've seen venues say that uh, you know for certain events they say in Deep Elm specifically. Well, I won't say venues, which ones specifically, but they were like masks are enforced. And then I see Snapchat stories and pictures from the shows, and it's like masks are not enforced. Yeah, well, because I mean, I I, I I I don't like I don't want to talk shit on any of these venues because it's so hard to run it. Okay, right. so you throw. Okay, so you have to throw a show, right? Because we've seen venues close. Like uh, right, I met. If you're, if you're still open now, you have to be throwing normal yeah. shows, like in terms of capacity too. You can't do. You cannot limit 25% shit. percent and hope that you make enough money. Yeah, right. Work. I saw. So I met, I met someone who uh, is from is from like the Seattle area recently, and they were like. Yeah, so I, they don't live in Seattle. They live like in a smaller area, but they were like every venue in town closed, every single one, and they're not opening up again. That's it. They're done. They're done because of this, and it's like so. There, on some level, it's like this is not safe. What's happening right now? And and uh, it's important. It's important that I, I I like I reiterate like it's not safe, but you have to do what you have to do. Like, yeah. unfortunately, if these venues are going to survive, they have to do something. No one's going to these venues just to hang out. That's not happening. Like a lot of these venues are just venues. Right. So you're not going there to like, just like, you know, sit around, you're waiting for a show or, you know, you're waiting to see, I mean, like, I don't know. It's, it, it's unfortunate, but they have to do this sort of thing. Outside well, of I mean, shows, we're... like the best that they would have is like maybe like a Cowboys watch party, but that's not enough to keep a no, venue. It's afloat. not, it's not. And, uh, it's, 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 it's really, really like, it's one of those things where, um, you know, I've, I've played a show that was all outdoors, but it said masks optional. They're recommended, but option. It's like, dude i mean like i understand but just just say just just say you have to do it and they still won't follow the rules like the people who are not going to do that are not going to do it yeah it's the same thing with being a you know when i went to a restaurant for the first time the other day it was very weird because they say you know masks required but as soon as you sit down you don't need a mask as if the air stays at your table which is not how that works and hasn't worked the whole time which is why i haven't been to a restaurant in a year right but there are people walking around about masks doing nothing carrying the mask like they're gonna put it on but they're they're still not get Th- those people are the people that are the, you know the problem at those venues because yeah they're not gonna follow the rules any rules anyway so at least if you'd like to pretend you're being safe about it even if you have 100 percent capacity just have that rule you always have it as an option at least it seems weird to just go well they're optional because then no one's gonna do that yeah this weekend i went to a coffee shop and I live in Dallas, so it's really 50-50 mix. You'll get people really respecting <clears throat> that you should be doing this for public health and then just people being assholes. This woman walked in, and she had like one of the disposable surgical masks, but she was holding it up like she was at a masquerade. You know those like little masks you put on your eyes? But she was holding it up like... She didn't put the straps on. She was holding it up at the bottom, and it was stiff enough that it was just on her face. And I was just like, 
that seems like more work it's to more me. more work, yeah. Just take off the mask yeah. or just fucking just it, put it around your ears, maybe. It's like when people try to hide that they're texting and driving, but you can see that their head is tilted forward and yeah. they're looking down at their and phone. Especially if it's at night, their their face is lit up by, yeah, the, by, the, yeah. by the phone. Yeah. Why don't they just put on autopilot? Okay, so... Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, we, yeah, we're skipping right there. there was, uh, nice <laughs> water bottle, Jackson. Yeah, if we ever make money from this podcast, Jackson gets none of it. Yeah. <laughs> Calculated store is making Touché. good money. <laughs> uh, so there was a there was a festival um, in the DFW, um, and uh, the, the, it it was like an EDM festival, and they had like a really strict mask policy. The only reason I heard about this festival was because someone I went to high school with was posting shit on their story about it, and I was like, "What is this?" And was it indoors or outdoors? Uh, it was outdoors, but it still was just like. And that's better, at least. I'd I'd have more problems with it, at least if it was indoors. Yeah, just because you're maybe not trying at all at that point. Yeah, so it it was it was really weird to see like how like them posting their policy very strict, like them being like you know there, there's there's things all over the website about it, and then suddenly you watch all the stories and it's like, nope. Yeah, full blown. Yeah. COVID fest. I mean. There- there is a point where you can't enforce it because of the sheer number of people and it becomes like a, I don't know, like a management problem at some point. But at that point it feels like, and I don't think we have said it, but we've implied it. I think all of us agree. We don't, the venues, I don't fault any of the venues for doing what they have to do. I don't fault any of these bands who are booking tours um, at first I saw a band that I like, I'm not going to name bands. Uh, and I immediately was like, that really sucks. You shouldn't be. And it, I noticed it was like all Southern dates. And I was like, you shouldn't yeah. be doing that. And then I think about it, I was like, these people haven't had like a steady source of income. So I don't, you know, I don't blame anyone for doing that, or at least being hopeful that you can make some right. semblance of money. Well, like the only way that not playing shows and everybody doing that works for venues and bands is if there was government assistance you know, making it a player, a, a, like playing field that was fair to everybody. Yeah. Well, which, otherwise which it there doesn't work. Yeah. And that never happened. And we had like, you know, we entertained the idea that that might happen. And then, uh, you know, the government kind of failed us in that regard. The government and the bigger bands that took all the PPE or whatever right. it was. Yeah. There, there was lots of problems over the last year related to that. But it's at this point, it's like, you know, Hagen said, it's like the venues have to be open. They don't really have an option. You so, almost hope that if what we were saying about how like oh well what at the point where these outdoor festivals they weren't able to um enforce it you almost would hope okay well if you knew that was a possibility you shouldn't be doing this like if that's if there's a what's that batman quote if it's a uh even a possibility then we have to take it as absolute certainty right yeah well it's irresponsible for the festivals to even put on a festival right now that's like murphy's law yeah yeah I mean, yeah. I mean, James Murphy from LCD Sound System. Exactly, that's it. Fuck yeah, yeah. That, that one. Recorded to Dance tape party. always. <laughs> LCD Sound System. Whoa. Them or Mumford and Sons. Jackson's Mumford and Sons. Referencing a poster that's in the, the he's, studio. That he, we're in. He's referencing a poster where he's, he, you know, he's talking about LCD Sound System or Mumford and Sons, but he also forgot that we saw Heim, so it's on that poster. <laughs> Did you guys see that uh, at the Brit Awards? Uh, somebody there was this Hold clip. On, what? Just wait. The Brit Awards. None, none of us watched that. It's Just wait. Video. It's worth it. Uh, and there was this film, there was this clip of, uh, you know, they go around to the all the um, tables where somebody's doing something. And um, Dave wants a beer. 
That's no, what he wants. No, he has no, a fucking no, beer in front I was of him. He's him fine. To crack the beer. This is this okay. is live, no, people. They, I, okay, I, I I'm sorry. Tell us about the Brit Awards. Okay, it's gonna you know explode or something. I didn't want to deal with that. So okay. they they the camera panned around to this table and just shows people having a good time and it kind of stuck on these people. I don't know, famous British people probably. And then in the background you see this girl who's like very clearly intoxicated, just kind of flirting with the camera, doing like funny shit, like, you know, like uh, making eyes at the camera, obviously making jokes at the camera. And then there were all these news articles who was like, who is this mystery woman who was uh, the mystery drunk woman at uh, the Brit Awards? It ended up being one of the Heim sisters. So (laughs) (laughs) it was very funny. I, I want to, I want to, I want to take us back and talk about gigging. Because, you know, talking about festivals and shows and everything coming back. And we've talked about us gigging, you know, already today and, and some in the past. But I, I really want to, like, really reiterate how good it feels to gig and be vaccinated. And also still, like, look out and be like, holy fuck, people are stupid. Like, I look out into the crowd and I see no one caring. And it's like, you know, my, my fingers are crossed that most of the people are vaccinated. But, or probably yeah. have already gotten covid i was gonna say it's texas though so you got to keep in mind the context yes. of our vaccination rate here is not great yeah but there's something that like i mean i i i feel so like every time i have the chance to to, to gig recently it has felt it has felt like i'm almost back in w- the way things were and things are obviously still different but it just it there's just like there's just something like that's happening right now and i i want everyone who's listening if you're thinking about you know now getting a little too loose with the rules please don't cuz i want to keep playing music at venues like this has been such a amazing thing to come back to it's really cool to see like a year's worth of just sitting around i mean i know you were sad that weekend yeah i mean i was it was yeah not to get too dramatic about it but like i was a a big part of me was sad, but another part of me was very relieved and yeah. tired, like tired in a good way that I hadn't felt in a long time. Yeah. And I mean, like not to, uh, not to like bring this up again, but playing on stage with Dave again for right. three hours was like for this, the first time for the first time for three hours. Yeah. yeah. That was like, that was like crazy. That was, that was like, Holy shit. This feels so good. Can I ask for a better feeling? No, I don't you think so. You and I so. sounded fucking great we sounded so good what what are you, are you doing like a make-out thing is that what it is or like no, kiss? jackson always wants us to kiss <laughs> it's not gonna happen i just want some of that non-toxic masculinity you know that doesn't mean we have to kiss mm. just the tip tomato potato <laughs> i just yeah i i think i i think that def, like i can't get off of this high of how good gigs have felt lately right well even for recording the podcast tonight i mean so i live in dallas i worked today i get up early for work and there was part of me that was just like fuck i have to drive to denton but then i remembered oh this is what it was like for playing shows you know i just have to overcome that i assume it's similar to what the runners refer to as the wall that you hit and you just have to overcome it as soon as you get uh, past that for me the tiredness while i was driving uh and then i got here and i was like this is gonna be a good time even if i'm a little tired tomorrow is way worth it so i imagine that's exactly what you guys are having yeah to a greater extent i i'll also say that i i have been getting really tired again because i like am going to rehearsals and like sessions and and, and gigs again and it's like oh my god this is, i used to do this i i mean <laughs> i wish like 
I wish we could screenshot part of my Google history from like my search history from like that weekend where we played together on Saturday. And then like that was a full fucking weekend. Mm -hmm. The next night at like 930, I was nodding off, falling asleep, which I never do. And I was. Yeah, that's a little bit unusual for you. Yeah. And I was like falling asleep (laughs) and I woke up and I was like, what is happening right now? My wife was like, you're tired. And I was like, I don't. I don't like that. I think something's wrong. <laughs> She's like, no, you're just tired. And I'm like, okay. Well, it, well. it is weird to go like from zero to 100 yeah. in, a, in a way. Like for, for my job, I had been, you know, work from home until six months ago and then was there on campus every other week. And that was re- really weird because I was like tired after I got home from work today, you know? Yeah. Being so around like, people is exhausting. Yeah. It turns out it's really exhausting and more than you would expect if you get used to not doing that. So. But the, you know the other thing is that I've I've been uh, uh, getting more calls to do to put things on the schedule, and I've been more apprehensive about it, and hopefully more choosy and being like, okay, well I have X amount of gigs one weekend. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that the next weekend I only do one, and have time to not go full bore the entire time. The other thing I wanted to bring up is also now that I'm fully vaccinated. Uh, I went from seeing people without a mask in public doing stupid things. I kind of went from thinking, like, you're being a real jerk right now to, oh, they're probably vaccinated. Have you guys, that's a two-part question, have you guys monitored how much you're doing now that you have more leeway? And how has, while you're doing those things, changed in terms of people not obeying the rules? I'm a little bit more comfortable going to, like, a restaurant. Even then, I like, if it's a, like, shit-housed restaurant, I'm not going to go in. If it's too busy, that kind of thing. Um, and I'm still trying to be respectful of the waiters that, and wear my mask when I'm talking to them, that kind of stuff. Uh, but... I will say I don't think I trust other people, and it's right. really yeah. unfortunate. I think this is going to be like a human oh, the, psyche the last thing. Year just kind of showed that. Yeah. Turns out we can't trust everybody to do the right thing. Yeah, like if I if I go through a drive through, still I still wear a mask. Yeah. Because especially if the workers are wearing a mask, I'm like, yeah. I want to be courteous and show. Well, that's them. yeah, that's going to a restaurant. Like it is kind of silly that everybody's wearing a mask and then sitting at their table without it because it, it's right. all the same air and you're all indoors. Yeah, but then at the same time you're doing that for the people who work there who don't have a choice because they need a paycheck, and for all we know they haven't been able to get vaccinated. There's also people, you know, medical conditions who can't get vaccinated at all. So these are all things you have to like think about, and then yeah. kind of remind yourself that like, well, maybe maybe everybody's not being an asshole about it, and it's just you know that one table over there that you can definitely tell. Yeah, I I went to like a, a bar restaurant after a rehearsal one night. And the rest of the band was vaccinated and we sat down and the server comes up and put a mask on and he's like, you don't have to do that for me. And I'm like, I think, I think I do. I think that's the entire point at this point. <laughs> and, and I was like, oh no, I, I would just like to. And he's like, if it's for me, I appreciate it, but you don't have to do that. And I was like, okay, I mean, okay can I get a shot? Please? Makes you want to do it more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would have said like, are you fully vaccinated? Well, I was, I was just like, okay, well uh, just give me a drink now, please. I'm yeah. uncomfortable. I mean, we we <laughs> are going to hit a point though, where that is the case where everybody who's, you know, one of the vaccine can get it. And then at that point we, there has to be a point where that stops because otherwise it just gets kind of weird at that point. Yeah. 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 And I think we're, I think... we're in that weird, like limbo, like between that. I think once we start hearing about the more of the numbers and when the, when the scale tips a little bit to, yeah. Where there are more vaccinated people than people who aren't, I'm going to start being okay with being like, all right, well, I just spent a year having p- 
people say, fuck you, I don't care, to now I'm going to spend the, the rest of my life going, fuck you now, I don't right. care. I think that's fair. I, um, I I think where we are, it's and st- strictly we're talking about the U.S., is things are starting, you know, we saw the light at the end of the tunnel, and things are starting to open up musically. And we're hopeful that that's going to work out for us. But the example that really I'm hoping, and obviously it's an island nation, much smaller population, but everyone aspires to be in New Zealand right now. Um, and just for example, New Zealand, this is a New York Times article, so everyone's super excited about this headline, is that New Zealand hosts 50,000 fans in its largest concert since the pandemic. So this was the wrap-up of a tour for a uh, band that I had never heard of called 660. Did you listen to them? No. I I, I want to, though. I, I, I listened to a little bit. Uh, I, I, I suggest everyone listens to it because you could find some really... I, I, I wasn't like super keen on it, but I think that... Uh, uh, everyone here might find something they like i think it's pretty cool but here's the thing about it is like i see that and i'm just like man if you know people could have been respectful and hunkered down for it probably would have been longer than you know those uh lockdowns that we first anticipated at the beginning but if man if we had done that you know just really well we could be having that right now in some capacity and once again it's not one for one that's the thing that gets me though is that we could have just everybody stayed at home for four weeks and we probably would have been fine and been at this point even without a vaccine half a year ago but we couldn't do that like no. just as a country we had no yeah. shot and that, no chance of doing that that's what's most frustrating yeah yeah that is i think you know looking back on this with in our older age they'll be like yeah that pandemic sucked and it actually caused me to really i i, I don't like to be a prejudiced person but it caused me to do that a lot where I can see people acting in certain ways. And it's very blatant to your friends too. Like to an extent, like we, I know everybody here has seen one of their friends way too early on going to a bar and say someone that we all know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, it's, (laughs) it's not a great feeling seeing that stuff. And it's not like, Oh, I don't want to be friends with that person anymore, but it also makes you kind of, no, you just rethink question their like judgment about things, which sucks. What they think is good. Uh, the, I think the Dallas Observer uh, did a really good article on this, just talking about like, oh man, uh, we've really not only do we reevaluate um, strangers now, but it, we've had to reevaluate friends, which is just like a thing that has sucked. Yeah, th- there's a sort of line in the sand, and everyone made it very clear yeah. what side they were on. Yeah, I mean, I. I... I, I think that that is one of those things that is going to be a very like that's going to be one of the harder parts of coming out this end. But I think it also, uh, I, I, I to be to be just a little bit positive, it might solidify your other friendships more. So if you're sad about yeah any yeah. friend, remember that the friends that cared are the ones that are like that's fucking great. It solidified the shit out of the show. Yeah, <laughs> I mean I would say so. Like we all. True. Yeah. commiserated together every every time we recorded it was like hey you guys still being safe yeah of course we went from bi-weekly to we weekly a weekly show yeah, yeah exactly yeah i i think i i think it's 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 really like i mean again like it's so easy to look out onto the audience at a show and go fuck you guys like because i mean to answer your question i have i'm very negative towards the people who aren't wearing a mask still right because it's like 
yeah, it's not hard. Like, even if you are vaccinated, just put your mask on if you get up. Like, like, yeah, I agree with the whole you're at your table. It's not like air stops at your table. Even if you're outside, it still doesn't, like, just be respectful right. if you get but the fuck up and follow the, the rules. the thing is, like, everybody understands outside is better. Yes. So, like, yeah. that's, that's right. good. If we want to start there, that's great. We can, we can yeah. start there. But that's not what's happening is people are just going, I don't need to follow the rules because yeah. I'm special. But if you but if you just simply just simply just follow the rules enough, just like, okay, I got up from my table, I'm going to put my mask on as I walk to the bathroom. It does not it's it's so simple. So I'm very I mean, like I see that stuff and I'm like, ah, it's so annoying. But you also like realize like, oh my goodness, it's these people who care about others and that's a rare quality. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hey, so uh, everyone listening, do not make us have to do another recap of this. I know our listeners are good people, they are. but do not make us have to do another recap next year because we did this last year talking about like <laughs> what's it like being a musician. Here's us. Is the touring industry opening back up? But uh, let's go around and I can start since I already I have the conch show and um, I will just kind of l- let's say, hey, what do we think? Do we think the it really is opening back up? And here's my thoughts on it. I think that definitely places in Texas, I mean, there are places that have been open since last summer. I was going to uh, say, there's places that never closed. But yeah. the question is, uh, and all those are, they're, it's just a bunch of blues rock bands of such and such and the such and suches. <laughs> so, I mean, no one you truly want to see. I feel like a little bit attacked, but it's fine. No, it's okay. Oh, also, shit. Also, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also bad. hope that someone in a band called such and such and the such and such is such and such is correct. It's like a tongue twister. I hope that th- that person's in that band and is listening. It's like it's okay. You I'll... haven't played a show in a year, you asshole. <laughs> I'll really bite my tongue you, though. Let us know. I'll really bite my tongue when I say what I've been listening to this week. But um, I will say that I think some of these southern venues like Texas and if there's stuff in Florida that's open right now uh, I think those will remain open whether or not they'll get these international acts like idols coming through who's to say because I guarantee you bands like that if they cancel all their northern shows they're not going to be right. uh, yeah. doing their southern ones I, I think we're going to see a lot of like less international touring than probably ever which really. sucks. That's and like I, I the hope old that doesn't way. stick, but like that might. I think it might happen where we're stuck like that for a couple of years as things kind of work out, which is unfortunate. But I mean, at the same time, that does mean if if your favorite band is coming in from you know out of the states and they're going to play here, then go see them now because who knows if they're going to be back? Because if this thing keeps up or anything changes and anything like that, then like that's all the more reason why people are going to you know stay in their own country like New Zealand where they have things figured out. Right, where they feel totally safe. Right, but why, th- why would you leave at that point and right. risk it? I think if if, if you're, t- Jackson, if you're typically on the pessimistic end, I feel like I'm more on the optimistic end. Um, so I think that the bands that most of us, all of us in this room are going to go choose to see, we would feel safe being in those audiences, like Hagen not going to see Megadeth kind of thing. You couldn't catch me dead in a Coheed show right now. Oh, okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> I, mean, I, I think one thing, too, is if they're a bigger band, they're going to be outdoors more likely. Right. And so that helps that aspect a lot, which is like, you know, that's another weird angle of it, of what's the yeah. size of the band. Like, I'm not going to go see anybody who plays indoors at the Palm Factory anytime soon, probably. Right. But I, I've been feeling more optimistic because I know, you know, like, I can, I can probably safely say that. Uh, based on the fact that whenever I'm going to see Dawes, 
uh, whenever they've posted anything vaguely political, there's never in the comment section anybody saying otherwise. So I feel safe in that audience. <laughs> Such yeah. a fucked up thing to say. Dave, you hold on to that band. That's that's a safe space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and they've said they've had some backlash, but well, it's not I mean, that a says lot. a lot about the band, though. Where well, of course. They're not getting that pushback because they don't have any fans who are on that side of it. Right. Which maybe points to the fact that, that they're not a huge band. Yeah. Anyway, um, I've seen bands already rescheduled for 22, for 2022, and I'm like, okay. I think yeah. the large acts have already done that. Like the, I mean, like My Chemical Romance, who I was going to go see, who well, were playing yeah, the, arenas. The large acts are the like very important like shows for their careers, where like they're playing their first show in what, however many years. That's two. Oh, that's it. Okay, I figured it was more than that. But... <laughs> Is it their first tour? Yeah, no, I was joking. Oh, okay. They did a reunion show after I think it was like eight, eight years, maybe. Right. Yeah, like okay. Rage so already rescheduled. Like, yeah, stuff like that. You know, I found like, that it's a prominent kind of like tour that's important to them they're gonna they can put that off in a year if they need to right and it'll get more attention but i I found it funny that rage scheduled a tour uh for what i feel like was for the last president's you know what was going on around him and then by the time they actually tour it's a totally different president which is so funny because if you actually look at their career uh because they were uh, a band twice right um And now this will be their third time. If you look at when they were uh, a band, it was during like fair weather period. So I think it was the Clinton administration mm-hmm. and then Obama. Mm-hmm. So those are pretty, you know, politically uh, good times. So it's funny now that it, you associate them as such an angry band. And it's like when you look, not that bad things weren't happening then, but what you expect, like a Donald Trump, it's like, oh, you guys got to come back and fucking make this better. But I think they they wrote and recorded music, or they they planned those resurgences of the band during very tumultuous times. And by the yeah, time they executed it, or, it was more yeah, in their favor, I guess. That or they say. weren't happy about the over like correction they maybe expected to right. what we actually got. Yeah, who knows? When we interview Tom Morello, we'll ask him about that. <laughs> so Hagen, I mean, we're uh, a famous you know podcast in Texas, so he's got to come on the show. <laughs> Hey, what what do you think? What do you think the future is going to look like? Uh, I mean, I I think I don't, I don't think we're going to turn back. Uh, I I I only say that based on just looking at what <laughs> what we've done as a country. I mean, if 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 we turn back as a country, the like economic downfall is going to be too much. Especially like I mean, especially musically, right? Especially artistically. How, how, I mean, like with, with venues already closing with bands, not being able to support themselves. I mean, how, how can we expect, how can they expect to stop this and not see some crazy backlash from that side and not see like, please support us, which that's not going to fucking happen. Right. Especially Uh, after the last year. Yeah. There's no way that works. Whereas it might've a year ago. Yeah. So, I mean, I, and I know you said like, don't think about the south but i i'm i'm gonna just go ahead and just quickly say texas is only gonna get worse if you can consider it getting worse uh it's only gonna go to a place where you know if you are trying to be safe you might get a little more uncomfortable um every time you go out um so but i mean if if you're vaccinated at least there's that which is cool but i mean i i I don't see anywhere anywhere in america and in like the united states going backwards i think that this is as far as we're gonna get we might like plateau at a point and go hey 
we're, we're, we're chilling it right here. You still have to kind of wear a mask. They can still kind of pick it, you know, whatever, so on and so forth. But uh, I, I don't think we're going to go backwards. The, the problem is, is that the uh, we're already plateauing on how many people are getting vaccinated. Yeah. Like that's going downhill. So the, the uh, herd immunity is not likely to happen anytime soon. Yeah. yeah um, seems... As we move forward, seeing the efficacy of the two dose or one dose, whatever the, the other brand brands are of the vaccine then we can still feel safe regardless of where it goes if people decide not to get vaccinated anymore but the people who are are still safe uh they can continue to doing things continue doing things that they like the other thing is that no one's going to backtrack because we have the option to get the vaccine so that door is opened up where it can be like well i mean you can get vaccinated if you want if you don't feel safe get vaccinated and you'll be okay that's a fair point yeah, it seems like that's the like largest issue at this point is the vaccine and getting people to, you know, accept it if you want to talk about it in terms of like accepting the science behind it and all that. But it it seems increasingly unlikely we're going to get to herd immunity in like the traditional sense at least. And that's, you know, pretty bad and not great and might cause problems further down the line, but also at the same time like if you get the vaccine, you get the vaccine and that's good. That's like the best we can do at this point. Right. So. Unless a, like a majority of people don't. I think we're, we might get close to 40% of the country vaccinated. I, I think we'll get higher than that, but it's going to take longer than we expected. Right. And, but in, in that time span, there could be mutations of the virus where right. yeah. the vaccines are null and void anyway. And I guess the only like upside for that is that I believe this is still the case that like international travel is still down a lot especially because a lot of that is business travel and they're not, they're not risking that. So that, that might help kind of insulate us at least for that, which sounds bad because the rest of the world is dealing with trying to get vaccines and we're not really helping them right now because we're just kind of hoarding them. But that's, that's where we are at this point. I will say that, you know, from my standpoint, I'm not playing any shows at this point just because, you know, I, I don't think I'm quite there yet with the venues that are available. Um, but, But I think especially around here, it's, like totally fine to be cautious about that because we know the vaccine rates are lower here so i have for my musical endeavors i would say last year you know kind of slacked off just because it was like well you know releasing something right now on my level just kind of didn't feel right but i've gotten now to the point where i was like fuck it it doesn't matter i just need to record and release as if nothing was different because it's just like fuck it i mean like i don't do this for other people i do this for myself and by letting myself lapse like that. I don't regret it because, you know, it's nice to have some time off, but, uh, you know, I, I definitely am now back. I mean, like I'm sending you guys demos all the time and it's just like, that's the only way I can keep myself sane in this repetitive, uh, uh, you know, routine we've gotten ourselves in of like just having to hole up because everyone else is being an asshole around me. So, yeah, it definitely feels like people are like, I, I care less about people who are being blatantly, um, people who are blatantly disregarding what's going on. Right. I care the, less because I feel safer. The time to care about that has already happened. Yeah. We had the last year where we were all, all of us on the same page about that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm hoping that it opens up more and we all get to go and play more shows and see more shows. And Yeah. I hope I finally get to see idols by the end of this year. Right. Yeah. So I think you will. I, yeah. Think yeah, I, think, I think the biggest risk is if they just don't 
come into the country at all. Yeah, which and, is a and concern. Start that whole leg of the tour, which could happen, but at the same time, you know, they can they they're probably in a better position than a lot of other bands, smaller bands especially, to like be safe about things. Yeah, for themselves. So, so you guys want to talk about what we're listening to? Hey, listen, what you got? Me? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I've been reading Jeff Tweedy's memoir. Here, I have it in my bag. I gotta remember what it's called. <laughs> wow, embarrassing. So reading it, it's not an audiobook. It's huh? called uh, "Let's Go," so we can get back. Uh, Jeff Tweedy, if you don't know, is uh, Wilco, and he's Jeff Tweedy. So if you don't know him, wow, who are you? Uh, but uh, I uh, have, I know Wilco, and I've been definitely listening to them. But the thing that I've definitely tried most reading this and hearing him talking about recording music is his first band, Uncle Tupelo which is one of those bands that coined that alternative country, which if you don't, if, if you know anything about me, uh, I really don't like country music. And I gave Uncle Tupelo a good shot this week, and it's about 50-50 for me, but their record Anodyne is very good. Dave, you'd probably really like it. It's really cool hearing Jeff Tweedy being young and really unsure of himself because <laughs> not that he's cocky, but he, he knows he's like an... Well, an he, indie he's folk been a, master. Yeah, now. he's he's been a big name for a while at this point. So so yeah. So uh, the the book is also good, but if you don't like Jeff Tweedy, I mean, you won't enjoy the book. That's what I've been listening. To. I haven't been listening to anything new musically, but I did find a cool podcast called Soda Jerker on songwriting, and there's lots of really cool interviews on that. Nice. Uh, specifically, as it relates to me, I found it because of the artist I like, Mike Viola. Um, he did another episode with them. So that, that's what I've been listening to. Nice. I've nice. got another podcast I've been listening to that no music. Sorry, Hagen, it's going to be just you talking about music this week. That's fine. Go ahead. I was Go listening ahead. to a Congressional Dish. It's a podcast I've talked about before about what Congress is doing. Uh, and she covered the, uh, you know, blackouts and stuff during Texas, uh, you know, winter storm and kind of the response to that at the, uh, you know, national and state level. It's been very uh, interesting to hear an outsider perspective of it about how, you know, Oh, it's funny that Texas had problems with snow, and it's like, well, it's not really because it kind of sucked, right? But I appreciate the angle of it, and uh, it's a uh, it's a show that I've liked and enjoyed for a long time at this point, and it became number one on iTunes the last uh, wow the last week. So Good that's awesome. Them. That's that's great. Yeah. That's super cool. Uh, so I I've only been listening to one new thing that I'm kind of stoked on, which is uh, Gojira's new album Fortitude. I normally don't like Gojira very much. Not that I don't like them. It's just like not my necessarily flavor of metal all the time. But there's so many good songs on this album. If you if you're into if you like any kind of metal, just try this album out. It is it is so much fun. Uh, I have to. I, I I'm kicking myself now because I didn't look it up beforehand. Um, the the singer uh, like obviously wrote all the songs and then he also uh, recorded it. But then the person who mixed it is someone who does like pop records. It's really cool. Um, and then just to like not talk about something I'm listening to, but something I'm super into and maybe this is like super lame of me, but, uh, I, uh, I'm sure like maybe some of you watched the show on Amazon invincible. If you haven't watched it and you like superhero stuff, watch invincible. Yeah. If you like reading comics, I'm starting to read the comics. It's so good. Invincible. I'm obsessed with it. It's amazing. It's uh, Jackson. Have you checked out invincible at all? Yes. So good. I'm. I feel like I'm behind the fucking curve. It's. Uh, it's yeah, amazing. I, I, I haven't checked it out, but I need. I know I need to. It's like it's. It, you should. You should watch the show, because the first episode, Dave. The first episode, you're gonna be like, oh, it's a superhero thing, and then it's not. Yeah. 
Oh. Uh, Walking Dead sucks. Robert Kirkman is a great comic yes. book writer, and this is what he did before Walking Dead, and concurrently with, but he started it before, and it's a, it's very kind of like a flipping it on its head kind of thing, but not in like a oh man, uh, we're saying the f word. Like it, it's yeah, very it's flipping. Like- subverting genres in a good way yeah it's it's not it's it's in no way is like is the is the first episode going to be what you thought it would be uh and yeah i'm just i'm just super obsessed with it now so uh two things that are pretty intense that's what i'm into right now invincible invincible is like taking a bunch of my energy away and it got renewed for a second and a third season yep yeah a second season that starts and releases maybe this year yeah, I'm not shocked by that. I think uh, I, I listened to an interview that Robert Kirkman did with uh, Kevin Smith. Yeah, I almost said Kevin James. Well, I would have sounded like a <laughs> I was, loser. I was worried you were going to say Kevin Spacey. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, one too. I was kind of worried where this is going. But uh, he did it with Kevin Smith, and he basically said, like, oh, yeah, the animation house that they're working with uh, is really fast on their turnaround, and so it'll probably be able to get turned around quick. And the comic series is finished so yeah. i mean they don't have to write anything and other than uh, adaptations also the voice acting is like in fucking credible jk simmons the cast is yeah just i mean seth rogan's in it for a, a hot second oh so is justin roiland yeah justin roiland is like awesome in it but uh jk simmons i mean okay so he, he's like the main yeah one he's, of the main he's, he's one of the main characters and he like uh, he just if, wants his pictures of Spider-Man. Exactly. Well, no. If you if you if you watched <laughs> Whiplash and like his intensity in Whiplash, but could imagine that in like a superhero role, that's that kind of intensity as um, a voice acting. Actually, Whiplash is nothing like Music School. Okay. So thanks for listening, everybody. It's actually not. <laughs> yeah, I, thought, I know. I thought we were gonna get into that last. I'm so tiggered. We can do we can do a. a, a a whiplash episode at some point. Do you want to do that? Yeah, yeah, that actually made me watch, rewatch it's the a movie. Great movie. Let's do a double header where I watch that and uh, La La Land. Land. Yeah, I was about to say <gasps> that. That'd be so <laughs> much fun. So I'm so down to do that. Oh my god, that'd be <laughs> well, great. Well, yeah, that's true. Half of us, more than half of us, like that movie. I really like Whiplash. It's really, just you. And then I do not like La La Land. I like both those movies. This is gonna be great for me. Yeah. Uh, so thanks for listening. Uh, we're really happy to be doing this in person. Uh, so thanks for joining us with this whole year-long journey of uh, doing this over Zoom. And now we can do some of these in person. It's going to be great. Um, if you haven't already, press that follow and subscribe button, whatever app you have in front of you. Uh, if you like social media, we're on the social media. You can press those follow buttons there too. We're not on TikTok though. We found that out last week. We're not on. None of us are on TikTok. Guys, should I start a TikTok? Yeah, I've thought about it. Yeah. We didn't even reserve our name on TikTok. <sighs> I'm really thinking about starting a TikTok, guys. I mean, I watch TikToks over someone's shoulder. So, I mean, I basically should just get one. I sent you an Anthony Fantano. Does that Fantano someone know one. that you watched TikTok? Oh, yeah. He did send me one. That it, was good. It that was, was good. so funny. I have to that was show good. everyone after that. That was a good okay. TikTok. Uh, so, By the yeah. way, thank you, Hagen, for uh, stressing out and doing the ones and twos this week. Uh, oh, I yeah. watched you. Uh, look it looks like you're stressed looking at the screen yeah. and back. Oh, I'm just constantly I, it, look at the screen. I'm just making oh, sure it too. works, right? Just in case like we yeah. don't like, you know, I don't turn around then it's like a big error message or something. So, um, but yeah. So yeah, uh, this has been great. Uh, thank you guys for listening and fuck off. Give me a towel. <gasps>